Okay. Welcome everyone to Really Telling It Like It Is with Dr. B. Baker. And if you happen to be a regular watcher of this program, you know that I am not Dr. B. Baker, but I am her daughter, Lundzine Lee, also known as Pastor Lundzine Lee of Astounding Level Global Church Fellowship. So I'm filling in for mom, also our apostle and, and Dr. Baker tonight while she is just growing stronger and waging war and taking down all kinds of cool stuff. So she's very, or rather uncool stuff. So she's doing well and I give you greetings in her name as well. What we're going to do tonight is we're going to continue the discussion of Kingdom Protocols in business. We're also going to follow the direction of the Holy Spirit and see where He takes us on this amazing Tuesday night. Let's open in prayer and then we will dig right in. If you have questions, feel free to uh, make them in the comment section and one of the team members will get those to us. Otherwise, we're just going to kind of progress on and see what we have coming up in this next hour. So Father, we bless and praise and thank and glorify your name. We say those words, but only you can define them for us. What I do know is that we can thank you. And I thank you for the fact that I get to sit in for Dr. Baker, who is alive and well and in this earth. I thank you for all of the mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, all of the different uh, family gatherings that, that are spread throughout the body of Yeshua. Hmm. I thank you for answered prayer. I thank you for granting us insights and understanding into the things of your word. And I thank you, Father, for always perfecting the things that concern us. You're good to us. That's all day, every day. You are good to us. And I pray that we come into a greater understanding of that. And even as we progress into talking about kingdom business or protocols and the various topics that you have on heart. Ah, I see. Well, we'll look at it from different approaches and all of us will be blessed because we will know more about how you do things, how God takes care of business and that you really will, as you gave her the name of this program, it will be God really telling it like it is. So we thank you and we praise you and I set myself in a place of receiving being able to release what you have and also being a recipient of everything that you give out. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being the teacher, the business uh, leader, and everything else that you are to us, the one that leads us and guides us into the thing that is the factor that is most important in business, truth. And we praise you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Last week, we talked about uh, integrity and some of the qualities of business. We talked about, we, we were looking at some of the scriptural things that the Spirit of the Lord was, was teaching us um, as it pertains to that. And so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to continue with that. And we're going to, again, continue to intersperse it with scripture. We're talking about kingdom business. If you want to recap, I just suggest looking at last week's broadcast and the week before that when we were, uh, I was guest hosting with Apostle Miratoni. And we were talking about the different aspects some of the components and I know we looked at scripture and we saw different things in the Word of God I believe it was in Mark chapter 4 and he started to open it up but one of the things that you really want to write down if you're taking notes is what well, I'm ready to conduct business for the kingdom of God how what is my degree of purity meaning integrity meaning obedience obedience is going to be the great factor that we discussed today um, submission and how do I, how am I listening? 
the Bible tells you, Jesus said, take heed or pay attention to how you hear, just as much as you want to pay attention to what you're hearing. And in our Sunday service, we looked in Jeremiah chapter 7, where he was talking about, you got to stop listening to lies. And also, you know, the implication of that is that, especially if the lies are coming from yourself, you're going to have to stop lying, because business in the kingdom is being about the Father. And that's the way it's written when Jesus said, I must be about my Father. It doesn't actually say business. And you can look that up for yourself, and you're not going to find a word. You'll find the word pater, um, the Greek word for that, which is father, and it pertains to relationship and rulership and so forth. But what he's saying is, if you are going to be about what you and I in our 21st century life would term business for the kingdom, then it is going to be all about the father. It's going to be all about the king. It is anyone that is a steward, anyone that is conducting business for a ruler, for their boss, it's about that person. It's about the leader. It's about the, the ruler, the owner. And in Psalm 24, 1, it tells us that the earth belongs to God. He is the owner of the earth, regardless of all of the other territorial type of things that we may try to take on. The earth belongs to God. And so we're going to have to consult with the owner about how he wants to project himself and ex uh, expand his enterprise throughout this planet. There are those that think that they're usurpers of his power. There are those that think that his voice does not matter. But I tell you something, as I've been reading the word over the last couple of weeks and, and the various types of prayer calls and other Zoom type of meetings that I'm in, one thing that is becoming more of, of greater import to me, and it just becomes increasingly clear, is that the voice of God sets the tone for everything that he wants to do. And if your business is not resonating, vibing, aligning, because all that means aligning with his voice and what he says the business intention is and what he wants to do, then we're going to have to start over because it's going to be uh, futile. It's going to be, as the scripture says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. You might work yourself into a sweat. You might uh, think that you're sacrificing a personal life and family and friends and, and all of these things that, that were gifted to you in pursuit of making a name or in pursuit of building a business. But Jesus said very clearly in the book of Matthew, take my yoke upon you, take the harness that I have and let me lead you. Let me show you what it is. Let me direct you to what it is that you're going to have to do because you see the yoke I give to you is easy and the burden that I give to you is light. You're going to carry, but I'm carrying you. So it's not going to be the weighty measure that you think it is. It's going to have great weight when it is in effect, where it, when it lands where it's supposed to, the glory, the weight of the glory of God and the weight of the truth and, and the person of God is going to make that thing known and establish it. But the part that we carry is, is in partnership. It is not in independence of him. And so also 
the scripture in Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 10, where it talks about the yokes are destroyed because of the anointing of God, the weightiness, the presence, the glory, the kabod of God. And so again, what you're looking at, yeah, that would be Isaiah 10, 27, uh, which a lot of people say, well, the yoke is broken. The, what, the anointing breaks the yoke. No, it does not. It doesn't break it. It destroys it. And there is a big difference between something that you break, which possibly can be repaired, rebuilt. Uh, you can gather the pieces together and do something else with it. But the word destroyed has with it decimation, annihilation, totally without ability to be revived. There is no resurrecting of the things that the anointing destroys. And I think that's pretty powerful. So what we're looking at again is you do an assessment of the business that you do and whether you're talking about an enterprise or you're talking about something that you build or service that you provide but it's also how you live your life because the kingdom business is my mom likes to put it this way if I'm going to be in your business I'm going to be in your business she's going to be in all of your business I am a witness and I know I have some more that are out there She's going to get into the fine lines of the contract. The, the things that you may think, well, that's got nothing to do with it. But see, with, in God, in the kingdom of God, I did not say in Christianity, because in Christianity, you can have a private life, you can have a personal life, you can have all kinds of lives. You can have nine of them if you want, not be a cat, but you can have nine lives if you want to. But in the kingdom, there's one life, and it's in him. And his life is in us. So there is no separation. There is no disunity in him. There is only one speak. His speak. God speak. There's only one direction. His way. There's only... And, and the interesting thing about God's direction in your business enterprises is that it always leads to success. It does not fail. It's unfailing. There's nothing about him that fails because... First uh, Corinthians 13 God is love and love never fails so that component that's another piece of something that you want to have in your business so I think what we're gonna do I still have the note uh, on my handy-dandy laptop today uh, so we can kind of we're gonna kind of look at those but I don't want to review because we'll take the whole time reviewing and we won't get to anything else but what we can do is we can look at what components you should have in your business in the kingdom business and what things do not belong. I, I can, uh, there are three things that are stirring in my spirit and I believe I'm, I'm about to share a portion of a story with you or an accounting of some things that are going on within our, our ministry. Uh, but what I want to say again, let's just look at three components and Krista, I'm going to ask you to write them down because I have a pen, but anyway. Okay, number one, again, you're checking, and oh, the top line of this is purity. This is the purity of your business. This is the gold. The Bible talks about how um, his, the words of the Lord are pure. It uses silver, uh, the metal of silver as the uh, example. It says like silver tried and in, in the furnace of the earth, I believe it is, the words of the Lord are pure. His words are purified. They're they're. You know, we say, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And he lets you know, I am the Holy Spirit and I am the fire. So it's always being baptized into him. It's not an outward 
uh, effect of things. And I would want to ask you, when you embark upon business for the king, are you purified by his fire? Are you cleansed by his blood, by the blood of Jesus? Are you exchanging the mind that you have and your understanding of business for his mind so that you will gain the understanding of the kingdom of God? And when you do, then obedience, the, the, I'll just say factors, the obedience factor will become quite important to you as will the forgiveness factor. Um, <laughs> um, forgiveness is, it has to be in the mix. The willingness to obey has to be in the mix. If you're talking about what are the components in the business, what, what is the business model? Jesus is the business model of everything that God wants done. Yeshua, Jesus, the man that walked the earth and the Savior, the, the, lion, the lamb that walked the earth and, and was sacrificed and the lion that roars today. He is absolutely without a doubt the business model of all things kingdom. And the Holy Spirit, who is the same one that was with him throughout all of the exploits and the miracles and the powerful releases of word and truth that he gave, he is he's still here in the earth now, and, or rather he was sent into the earth to testify of all that Jesus did and because that same Jesus is we're part of his body and he abides in us and we are in him to continue to push us outside of the limits of religion or natural understanding to move out into the wide elevated places even though it's a narrow road isn't that awesome it's a narrow road to get in and then it's a wide open space because kingdom is about dominion power establishment royalty all of these are factors or these are parts of what it is to be to establish a kingdom business there's going to be royal power which means dominion power which means the ability to decree a thing and have it be established and to be able to change the atmosphere that we are in so that it brings individuals into this kingdom life see there's always influence there's always going to be favor, the favor of God and the grace of God, which are parts of the same thing. Um, there's going to be overcoming power, the ability to not take no for an answer and to create a yes when the world gives you a no. Did you know that you could do that? The world says no, 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 and no, you cannot. But the kingdom says, I can do all things through Christ. So you can't tell me what I can't do. The world cannot set your limitations when you know the power of the kingdom of God. Now, you, if you're limited, well, we don't have sufficient money. But, he, but, but the kingdom says, but I've given you the power to create wealth. The kingdom will fund what the kingdom has called for. So that's actually not true it's an old belief it's an old paradigm that you just get to go whoop, toss that we're not keeping it because it doesn't factor in to the business of the kingdom so you're going to have to have faith but it's not yours it's God's faith so you learn to cultivate that which means that you're going to have to have perfect love so it's obedience and love it's a knowledge of who he is which means fellowship it's the capacity to submit and integrity has to be a part of that. And all of those things we just named, that is integrity in the kingdom. 
the ability to listen and not know everything. I got. I'm gonna. I'll share something with you. I'm sitting here in my my living room, and I am guest hosting for a program that is apostolic in its release. And yes, I am of that apostolic seed and, and of that of that uh, family. But and so the grace, the power to be removed from the thought of being intimidated by this because you know inside you're quaking you go through all the other stuff but when you sit in a seat where you're authorized to sit when you are speaking uh, because you've been designated as the one to say the things that are being said all their ability become is bestowed upon me so I am impressed with God with the things even that come out of my mouth tonight and have come out over the last few weeks because it is the royal power. It is the anointing. It is the, if you will, the scepter that has been handed to me to say, I want you to move in this capacity. And so whatever you're called to do, you are also supernaturally, divinely equipped to do. That's what I want to tell you. I, I uh, personally, yeah, I got a degree in business. I, I actually have an MBA, but I, I like to call it the master's business anointing and appointing and whatever other words it is. It's always master for me. And you know what's really interesting about it is I don't even recall what I did in, with, with, with that degree because I've never used it. I, I, I went into other phases of ministry and yet you use it all the time because I what God did was he taught me during school how to extract the parts that he wanted to instill in me and the rest of that nonsense we just threw it away so I don't to this day know how to do business the way the world does business because I was never interested in it but I am very interested and I believe you are too because that's why I can't think of any other reason why you would want to share in this particular uh, conversation tonight but you're interested in the father's everything whatever it is it's about the father so again obedience that's just key forgiveness that is key it's essential all right um integrity which is the arc over our okay purity the fire of god the power of god the spirit of god the presence of god the mind of christ exchanging the mind that you had and identity identifying only with the kingdom so that when you get the no when you get the will pass on you when you get the rejection or the criticism or whatever other words you want to use that come from an outside source you understand that that is a low grade rating from somebody that does not operate from the high place of the kingdom because everything you're going to release and with the kingdom of God and the about being about him or being about the father's business or being about the father that means that everything's going to come from him he sources it and so what you release you releasing into the earth what the earth has not had instead of rehashing old ideas and recycling uh, the old old stuff you're coming with the fresh you're coming with the new you're coming with what they have not seen before and what they have not tasted before you're coming with the best of the best because the original the originality of your works if you will the works of our hands always comes from the creator God 
and it is us learning to operate according to the law of Genesis that you are able, and, and you see it in Job, Job says it, uh, it's written, you are able to decree a thing and have it be established. God said, let's make man in our own image and after our likeness, and let's enable man and empower man to create with his words just like I did. You see, because that's really it. You're going to have the right words, which will put you, keep you in the right mind to create what the Father wants created. The power to create wealth. It's not just go get it. It's not running after money. It's creating something that causes money, riches, and the best resource of all, the people, to come to you. This is the, the establishing of, of, the, of the will of God being made known through you for the people of this earth. And so that's what it is. Now, let's look over on the flip side for a minute, and we'll come back to this. There's some things that you're going to have to let go of or things that are not going to be able to be a part of the business about the father because anything that he is not does not belong in his kingdom if it does not fit his description then it's not of him it's of the earth and the bible talks about the things of the earth being earth uh, sensual and devilish and rooted to the ground excuse me so that's a no. That means fear. And we're definitely going to talk about that because the other component I did say is love. And we meant perfect love because that's who he is. I'm going to get rid of fear. The Bible tells us in 3 John, I believe it is, or 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, I think it is, fear has torment. You can't have torment in your business. And you can't allow yourself to be tormented in your mind. And we're going to talk about, we're going to look at that in confronting fear uh, in just a few minutes. You can't have unforgiveness. You cannot have bitterness. You can't have anything that comes from the realm of the flesh or the devil, uh, the adversary. None of his stuff, we don't mix. The Apostle, Apostle Baker is talking a lot now and it's the true word of God about not mixing the message. Uh, you're not going to be able to take a seed from the kingdom and get it to grow in the world. It grows in the kingdom and then it is released into the world. It's always a supernatural growing. Even for those of you that are uh, planters, farmers, gardeners, things of that sort, you all know about soil and you know what kind of things, what kind of seeds will flourish in a certain type of soil and what types of things are uh, some are seasonal and some are all year round you know what the best soil is to plant in you know the timing in which to plant and you've learned all those things well those are principles of the kingdom of God you see because you have to remember that God created with his words the seeds were planted into the ground and they sprung up in according to what he called it out to be. Let the earth bring forth this, let this happen. So when he created the earth, the earth had his seed, the reproductive ability, because when he when God creates something, it has a reproductive ability, the ability to multiply. Genesis chapter one, <clears throat> excuse me, gives us the, the, the dominion rule. So let me I'm quoting scripture, but I'll read one, uh, at least one and more so that you, you can understand what we're talking about because we're talking about seed 
And the Bible says, this is Genesis 1, in verse 11, God said, Let the earth produce vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth, yielding fruit after their kind, with seed in them. And it says that it was so. So there's that law of Genesis. said it had to happen. So he established his word as the authority by which this earth runs. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea 
and over the birds of the air, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So this is what you, he saw, and he, he said that this is what I'm, I'm seeing, all these trees and everything else that I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, this is how you're going to come forth. Now before that, he had said, I want you, when he, he just saw all the things, he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply. And so he was giving a command to the earth even, I want these things to be so. This is what I am establishing. I'm giving you plants. I'm giving you all these things. And I'm telling you that it is good. I'm telling man all the things that will uh, that will be for you. I love chapter 2, which is it, it's really talking about so much. But God brought man forth. And he had said to them, be fruitful and multiply and so forth. And you came to the earth. That's the blessing that he released into the earth. And fruitfulness is what we were meant to be. But do I have questions or something? No? Okay. All right. And I apologize if the volume's going down. We don't know why. So at any rate, I'll just keep talking. And prayerfully, I'm talking loud enough in this small space for you to be a uh, cozy space, not small space, for you to be able to... Uh, connect with us, okay? So, again, nowhere in there does it tell you being fruitful, multiplying, having dominion, replenishing the earth, subduing the earth, uh, all the different things that he says. The one thing that you cannot find in there is the word uh, fear. Be afraid of this. Be intimidated. Be sure to know that you, you're, you know, you're not capable or you're you're, you're less than, none of that is in there. And so what we're looking at is uh, you're looking at two different, you're looking at a mix because of the fall, because of, because of the sin and all that. But what you're looking at is what God did say and what God did not say. And so you're going to have to know that if you're going to be about kingdom, you're going to have to be about what God said. And the other part cannot have a place in you. Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the waters. God bless man. Said be fruitful and multiply. Okay. Uh, fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the birds of the air. And over every living thing that moves on the earth. That What I'm trying to say here. And what we're looking at. Is that God is saying that when you're about my kingdom. When you're about what I tell you to do. Then you are not subject to the limitations of this world. You are not supposed to resource from the world's limited uh, sources of, of supply. You are supposed to resource the earth, replenish the earth with that which I have from the kingdom because it's the words that you speak and only his words do you speak. I know that there are people that have had issues with breathing. Uh, you're hearing it all over the place. Huh. Let me not go there yet. Let me go here first. In our ministry, we have always been really blessed with the, uh, the, the number of people. It's, it's never been really huge thus far, but there has been always grace, the power to win in circumstances that don't look so great for us. I believe that grace continues on. And I know that there are also challenges that people face. And I want to talk to those of you that are uh, here tonight, whether you're part of our ministry or not. And I want to 
ask you to be very honest with yourself. Be honest to God, absolutely. You're going to have to be. And, and stop trying to create yourself into a faith giant or some kind of marvelous person when you don't have the strength to stand in the days of adversity. I think that there are a lot of people on the planet right now in the body of Christ that have been were facing some very challenging moments and that's going to come it comes with the territory when you really come from the top then everything beneath you is going to try to challenge you trip you up stab you in the foot or in the heart or whatever wherever part of you they think that they can reach and so this is why it's very important for us as citizens of the kingdom to be authentic we have to understand it's not a show it's not a showcasing that we do so they're all of the posturing and trying to uh, be the the top whatever I don't like the expression top dog so I'm not going to uh, I, I, I don't like it so let's just say that trying to be superior in your presenta presentation uh, to those that may know something that you don't know you cannot fake it there was in the 80s and the 90s that was a a popular expression in the body of Christ fake it until you make it and I'm gonna tell you that's ridiculous and that's a lie do not do that because if you're faking it you're pretending you're not being truthful that means you're not gonna move in the direction of what God wants you're gonna move at a lower level so you cannot fake this stuff and so so many people have faked pretended to be super dupers I guess in in faith exploits and they always know the scripture and if you try when you tell them something they already know it because God showed it to them and they heard about it and and all that rhetoric that goes on it will stunt your growth when you do that because you're mixing the ways of the world into something that's supposed to be holy you're contaminating what it is that you're supposed to get you know you're faced with these attacks on on people you're faced with attacks on your own body uh, attacks is the other word apostle baker would use let's say you're faced with these uh things that are coming against you as you're going forward there's stuff that's coming at you your your ability to use the word of god will determine what things are able to hit you and you've heard me say uh because i say this a lot you can't quote scripture you're going to have to eat it and let it come out of you as a part of the natural flow you cannot quote scripture if you have a lot of decree books and prayer books and things where somebody wrote the prayers out for you I, I like it I have a number of those myself but you're not going to be able to really walk in the power of what those individuals those men and women of God that took the time to create these decrees but they did not get those decrees from reading somebody else's decree book other than this book right here because it takes intimacy with the author and the finisher of your faith in order to be able to release the power that is going to be necessary and so we're going to have to you you can't all the books are great I'm a writer I want you to read books by all means I want you to read books but what I'm saying to you is that if we as believers kingdom uh, scribes we have to get it from here 
And it's not just, I don't mean using your Bible as a reference and opening it and saying, oh, that looks like a good scripture. I'll write a book based on that. No, it comes from imbibing, embracing, partaking, eating what Jesus said. You're going to have to eat my flesh. You're going to have to drink my blood. You're going to have to partake of my body if you're going to have communion with me, if you're going to be one with me. Well, this is a part of that. You're going to have to eat this word. You know, we read a couple of times in the Old Testament about the different uh, men that were given a scroll to eat. And they said that it was sweet upon their tongue. Sweet. But, oh, it was bitter in their stomach. They were eating the scroll, which I think, personally, because I know it was a supernatural encounter that they were having, and I believe that they were also getting the story of their life, and they were hearing the good with the bad, and they were hearing that it's not uh, just an easy little walk where there's no opposition. It's going to be uphill sometime. It's going to be uh, facing a lot of stuff that's coming at you, and you're going to learn how to stand, and you're going to learn how to, to allow the shield to protect you. And you're going to have to learn how to trust. But most of all, you're going to have to stay in touch with your source. And so truth is going to need to be your source. And truth comes in, he comes in written form, but he's spirit. And so every word that comes out of the mouth of God has a spiritual power connected to it, has an assignment about where it's supposed to go. And that, again, let's go back to business. Because this is a being about the Father. Being about hearing what he wants you to hear saying what he wants you to say, being where he wants you to be, doing what he wants you to do, and doing it in his power and not yours, not ours, not in your own strength, the scripture says. For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, both to will and to do, okay? He's effectually at work in us, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. See, that's one of the keys to being about the Father, is that we do it for his pleasure. We do it to please the King. We do it in such a way that we hear him say, this is exactly what I want done. And this is the way that I want it done. That's what obedience is. It's not, well, the Lord told me, I believe he, uh, in the instructions I wrote down, that he told me to do it this way. But the truth is, it does not make any sense to me. So I'm going to kind of not do that part. And I'm going to do this instead because I sat in a business meeting and the really successful people at the top of the echelon were all saying, no, what I'm talking about, what I share that the, the father or the blueprints of what God has given me, and they're naysaying it, and they're telling me it's not relevant, it's not possible, in, and so forth. And you decide to fold and to bow to a lower intelligence, because that's what you're doing. The world does not have the corner, if you will, on how to conduct kingdom business. They only know how to conduct worldly business. You're not trying to create a secular organization, provide a secular service. Well, what if it's a cleaning service? Isn't that secular? The cleaning is the physical labor that you will do, but the way that you get the work done can come from the supernatural source and you will find that somewhere in there there's going to be an invention there's going to be something that you create that is going to have everyone else going where did you get that I've never seen one of those type of things 
and you will have your power to create wealth even as you're establishing his protocols, his covenant in the earth because you're telling them, I get all of my ideas from the same source. Well, who teaches you these amazing ideas? You're always coming up with the best recipes, the best solutions. How do you do it? It is God who is all the while at work in me and he's moving in me. That's the realization that rises in you. And then the answer that you give them will be very simple. It's because of my mentor. It's because of my source. I, you know, see, they understand spirit guides, but you have the ultimate spirit guide. The world talks about spirit guides all the time. And we go, oh no, that's new age. It's like, well, no, the new age conversation may be about spirit guides, but you are Holy Spirit led. He is your guide. That's where the words came from. That's why the world has the counterfeit, why the, the unsaved, the Gentiles, if you will, or the people that are not in the covenants of God, that's where they get this, that they get our expressions and then tear them up and just use the pieces that are appropriate. And then we come along and because we see that, we don't, that's when purity comes, you see? That's when you start establishing the pure. It's like, no, you have heard that it was said, this is how you do it, but I'm going to tell you the real way to do it. See, that's exactly what Jesus did. He came to them. He said, you've heard it was said to do it this way, to do it this way. He's saying, this is the way that they do it in the world. This is the way you're, you might have been trained to think, but I'm going to tell you how to do it differently. I'm going to give it to you in such a way that you understand the heart of the Father, and we're going to change the atmosphere when you start following in obedience to what is being said. So with fear. Uh, there are people that are afraid of uh, relatives dying. There are people that we've had a couple of different deaths in, within our ministry in just the past few months. And uh, more so even in the past couple of years than we've had in all the years we've been around. It's just all, it all seems like it. And I can tell you that as a leader, you kind of looking and you, the first thing you're doing is you're going on your face before God asking, what am I doing? Uh, you know, where have I erred? Because I don't want anybody to die because of me. And you bring about a, a, a fresh wave of, of, of brokenness. You, you want to be, you want to be broken. You want to make sure that you are not the stumbling block, that you are not the reason that things are happening to people. You got to listen to God and find out. And if there's something that you are doing that needs to be corrected, make the correction. Do not walk around for 10 days wearing a sackcloth and ash and moaning and groaning and talking about, oh, it's because of me, oh, it's because of me. It's like, well, it's still because of you. Would you stop it? Just stop it. God is saying, um, yeah, it was, that, that's something that was a hindrance through you, but I'm here to tell you so that we can, you can give it to me and I can give you the aspect of me that you need to change this thing around, to turn it around. If there's a curse, then I want to reverse it. I want to tear it out. I want you to do something else with it. That's also in Jeremiah chapter 1. If there's a plague, I want you to stop it. The Bible shows you supernatural ways that plague, sicknesses, even with Israel, when, when, when the plague went about and it was just taking people out. But Moses, they, they felt, okay, wait, we got to go before God. We got to do this. We got to do that. Listen to me. The pandemic, as they call it, the body of Yeshua can release the power. Man's not going to be able to do it, and we all know why. But God can. God can, but he doesn't work well within you fearing the same things that the world does. And he doesn't work well for us 
when we're saying exactly the same things that they're saying in the same tone of voice and with the same trepidation. You respect the fact that there are uh, sources, you know, evil sources that can think of some things that are that have been very effective, but then you remember who's in you and you understand that there's nothing that comes from dark, the dark, that the light cannot stop. Nothing. There is nothing. I, I, I know that these names, this, this, this name that's supposed to wear a crown, but Jesus is King of Kings and he is Lord of Lords and he is second to nothing. And that's something that you, in your establishing of being about the Father, you're going to have to get this very clearly. Wait a minute and stop the world if need be, because there is nothing that people face in this world that is greater than God. He is greater still. He's ever increasing, ever uh, expanding, ever elevating, ever the most high. He's never the never under the feet. He's not going to walk on himself, you see. And so if you don't have that established, then fear will get hold of you and you will repeat every evil report that you ever hear. Jeremiah 7 told us, do not, I think it was verse 7, 8, somewhere around there. He said, stop you believing lies. Stop believing lies. The only way that you're going to recognize a lie for what it is is when you know truth. And if you think that you will get your truth from the sources that you've been using to get all your information. Information is not truth. It's information. Truth is truth. Okay? God is second to nothing. Everything is subject to his word. He gave us dominion power, which is royal, an extension of the royal scepter. As I was sharing earlier, uh, being sitting even here in my home, but sitting in, front, in this place with you all tonight, and talking about the, the kingdom business or the protocols of business and so forth, I'm operating under the, the extension of the scepter of the apostle, of the one whose program it is that I'm, I'm substituting for. So this is going to come from that high place and it's going to flow into all of us because it's sanctioned, it's legal. I am authorized to speak tonight. I have been deputized, authorized, badged up, <laughs> sent on out, all right, to, to do the things that are being done and to do it with her joy. Well, don't you have your own? Yeah, but I like hers. It tastes really good, you know? And in the face of all the stuff that has flaunted itself against this ministry and against the people, we dare to continue to stand and to speak the word of God and the word of God only. We have people that we're praying for because they've been told that they couldn't breathe and they have repeated the curse. It's a curse. Stop saying what the world wants you to say. You're not going to be about the Father's anything if you are not saying what he says. I believe that's pretty clear. Did God say, where in this word does it say, I can't breathe? Jesus, even on the cross, which is supposed to suffocate him, mm. said, I thirst. <laughs> he didn't say, I can't breathe. He said, I thirst. 
but he was filled up from the inside. I'm telling you, you, it's time for us who are going to be about the master's business to talk like the master, to act like a steward, and to steward over it. We're sons of God, and we also get to be servants. We get to be citizens of the kingdom as well as sons. We get to be, uh, Paul tells himself, a bondservant of the Lord or a slave of the Lord. He's like, I bow to him. There's, there is no, if you are facing fear, I don't think it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to do. I don't know, see how it's going to be away, la, 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 all that stuff that you say. Get in its face with the word of God and say, why? I, here's how I suggest getting in its face. Question it. What are you afraid of? What's the worst thing to get? Well, they could die. And where are they going to go if they die? If they could die and go to hell, you, got, you do not have time to be scared. You have work to do. It's that simple. Well, I don't want them, I don't want to lose them. So you're, so really it's about you, correct? Yes. Don't be ashamed of that. Instead, let's go to God and let's address it and let's get rid of it. If you don't allow, I, I, here's what I am not saying. I am not telling you to allow fear to run rampant. I am telling you to get in its face and stop it. I am saying to you, there's no reason for you to be ashamed if fear has shown up in your life. You don't have to be ashamed. The Bible tells you, uh, no, my people will never be ashamed. Instead, what you're going to do is you're going to operate in the metron, in the realm of authority that you have, and ask for help. Call somebody. Call somebody that actually will speak the Bible, not somebody that's going to bring a blanket for the two of you to huddle under. <laughs> That's all right. You do not need a partner in fear. You need a partner that knows how to help you to overcome fear, not somebody's going to help you to blossom it and, you know, uh, cultivate it. Because that's a doomsday person is like, we'll never make it. It's not going to work. If, as soon as you hear somebody saying, that's not going to work, that's impossible, you got to know they're not speaking for God. They go, that's impossible. You're never going to be able to do that. God is not talking. Jesus said it this way. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So, who are you going to speak like? You see what I mean? It's like, again, um, my so-and-so got diagnosed with that thing. Well, pretty much everybody gets diagnosed with it because, anyway. Ask God, is it true? Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on those things. Why? It'll lift you above the things that are coming at you, and that's when you smash and bring the hammer down. See? Above it. I mean, you can swing it up this way, too, if you want to. Knock them back. But you got to get above this thing. You cannot be at the level. You can't let it be equal to you. It's not equal to God. It's not on the same level as him, as he is, okay? And as he is, so are we in this world. So what I'm saying is, whatever factors, negatives, lies, they're straight up lies and deception that you have been eating. The food has gone bad. The expiration date is past. It is time to get rid of it. You can breathe. If you feel 
claustrophobic, if you've got to, your oxygen levels are low and you need to get to the hospital, get to the hospital, yes. But what you don't keep repeating is what the world wants you to say. What you start saying is, I have your breath, Father, in your name I will breathe, in your name. You breathe for me, you put breath in me. And it's the fight of faith. It's not a lack of faith. I, I talked to one of our folks and they needed to go to the hospital. I said, then go to the hospital, by all means go. It is not, it's not a lack of faith to go to the hospital. You better store up your faith because when you get to the hospital, you're gonna need it. Because they're gonna say, well, you have this and it looks like you might have this. And of course you have this because you know, everybody's got this. And, and then this is what you have and this is what you have. And you have to be polite like you're at a party where the food is nasty. No, thank you, thank you, but no. Oh no, I'll pass on that. Thank you, very, no, but thank you. Thank you for thinking, but no, it's okay. You know, if you've ever gone someplace where they couldn't cook and the smell was bad when you walked in the house and you decide, you know what, it's a good time to fast right now. This is a good time to fast. They said, don't you want some of this? And the odor of it smells like it came out of the trash or out of the garbage disposal. And you go, no, not today, but thank you so much for offering it. And you know, thank you for your care and thank you for this and that, but no, I'm gonna pass on those things. I have a different food to eat right now, you know, um, things of that sort. And what are you saying? I'm refusing what you're offering me because you're not offering it with your motives and you're looking to get things to me and in me that are not going to be kingdom beneficial. And so you're starting your walk of refusal and you have to not listen to every bad report. You're going to have to filter those reports through the truth. Mm -hmm. They said this, uh, you may be thinking, well, it's easy for you to say, I don't see your business, and I don't see this, and I don't see that. All my business is out there. <laughs> it's on order tapes. No. What this is about is the wisdom that the Spirit of the Lord releases, and it's also what I have to do. So I'm not superior. I'm sitting in the same, I'm sitting in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus is where I'm sitting, okay? I am not interested in being accepted by those that are perishing not on the level of what we're talking about meaning you're just like us you're one of the crew you're in the pit with us I didn't come to be in the pit with you I came to bring the pit up to street level and to get you out of it my function that's what and I'm speaking as a citizen of the kingdom telling you that's what our function is and if I don't think I have the leverage if I'm not in that place spiritually then I'm going, to, I'm going to do that thing like they used to do in those game shows. I'm going to call for help, call for an assistance. I think they did that on a game show. They said, call call one of my friends that I listed. Prayerfully, they still paid their phone bill. And, you know, call these people because I need an assist. That's what we are in the body of Christ. We're the same body. My, I heard my apostle say this today or a couple of day, days ago. Somebody was telling her that they would pray for her. And she said, well, then that means you're praying for you. And they said, no, 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 I'm not praying for me. I'm going to pray for you. She said, are you part of the body of Christ? It's like, yes. Okay, then we're, aren't we of the same body? Yes. Well, then if you're praying for one part of the body, aren't you praying for the whole body? Because you, you do want to benefit from this prayer, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, then uh, we're here for one another. And when we catch ourselves naysaying what God has given us, then we help each other, we come alongside. We don't criticize and go and, well, there's a lot of things we do. But let's just say when we know 
it is something that needs to be built. We co-labor. And we say, if you don't have the strength, I will give you some of the strength that I'm carrying. If you don't have the ability to stand, I'm going to stand behind you and stand with you. We're going to work this thing so that you cross your finish line. Because I know that as I help you, this is Ephesians 6.8, this principle. What I help make happen for you, God is also making happen for me, has made happen for me. You manifest, I manifest, we all manifest because we're the sons of God. And we're all a part of the same thing. All right, do I have any questions? Because I think I'm just about, we're just about uh, finished. about something you said earlier about um want to make sure i heard it correctly you said that um the kingdom you heard it said that the kingdom um supplies um the, what you need or something like that and you said that was a lie did i hear that correctly no i said fake it till you make it is a lie oh fake it till you make it is a lie. okay no the kingdom does supply god god tells you um that you know I, I'm the one that called you, and what I called you to do, I equip you to do. Right. Okay, okay let's look at that scripture. Thank you for asking that. Mm -hmm. If anybody else is clear, no. No, everything God says is the, is the truth. Okay. It's what we say. It's when we speak things that he did not say. That's when we kind of mess up, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see. Okay, let me see if I can find this particular one. This, um, this is an interesting little program right now. I'm not able to. Let me see. Here it is. Okay. He. Any other questions while I'm, I'm sitting here in the silence? <laughs> okay. Um, let me see. So again, let, let's just recap and then we're going to be done. All right, and I'll find what I'm looking for. You got to have vision, okay? So the picture or idea that God um, shows us, this is Jeremiah 29 11, because I'm, I'm, I believe that the apostle will be back next week. Uh, develop the picture that he shows you. Pray into it until it is formed within you. Next of all, don't write a business plan to submit to God for blessing, but instead get the plan from God so that it is blessed. The scriptures were Mark 4, 1 through 14, and Mark 4, 26 through 29. Get God's plan for your business because it's already blessed. Um, so, and then consider what his, what his plan is to be the, for the works of your hands so that uh, what you can do then is to, um, he will do the work through you. It's not you doing the work, but it's him doing the work through you. Uh, also, these were uh, the recaps from before. So, remember this is Romans 12, 9 through, uh, verses 9 through 21. Your mindset is going to change to be that of the kingdom. Your submission to what he said is also uh, your obedience. It's, yes, Lord, I will do your will and then do it. It's not just talking. It's not just words, but it is the actions that correspond to that. And so you're going to say yes, and you're going to do it. This is purifying. But I also said pray in the spirit. 
Read third John two, uh, two says, Beloved, I desire above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So it means you're going to have to do what he wants. You're going to have to pursue him for that prosperity. Pursue him for those truths. Pursue him for everything that he wants to equip you with because it all comes by way of his word. The, remember the biblical examples we gave a couple weeks back, and I think we did last week too. Uh, here I am, Lord. Uh, send me. Speak, Lord, your servant hears. And behold, the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me as you have spoken. You need a posture of humility to be teachable and coachable. And what I'm saying here now is where you get uh, apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, pastoral, and teaching. You're going to hear from the word. When you're doing kingdom about the kingdom, you're not listening for principles from the world. You're listening for principles from the word. And so that's why you're going to get that evangelistic thrust. You're going to get that prophetic. You're going to get that apostolic. You're going to get that, uh, uh, whoever I left out, pastors and teachers and so forth. You're going to get taught, schooled, coached, encouraged, uh, mentored by somebody that knows the word of God. You may be practicing so-and-so's rules of this and, and this is the formula of this and you might have bought a business in a box and they said it's turnkey and you're going to do thus and so. Okay, mayhap that's so, but that's not the original thing. That's just a pursuit of money. I'm not um, knocking it. You do, you got, you're going to learn to do what he put in you to do and not just do what you got to do. No, do what he tells you to do. There's a big difference between that. You're going to kill the rebellion. You got to oust it, get rid of this stuff. Everything that's not God is toxic. It's toxic. It's poison to your existence and to what it is that you're called to do. We're not to be uh, uh, people that spread poison. I've, I've said it often, and it still bears witness. You can't get sickness from me. I don't carry anything that you, that you can get sick from because I don't carry sickness. I carry healing. I determine, and this is the Jesus person speaking. This is him speaking. Jesus, never, nobody caught anything from Jesus. They didn't catch a cold from him. They didn't catch a flu from him. They didn't catch measles from him. They didn't catch anything. Instead, he grabbed hold of the thing that had them and brought destruction to it because he only carried healing. He didn't carry sickness, and you can't carry both. Scripture principle. Uh, the, in the book of James, it talks about that you can't spew out both sweet and bitter. It's going to be one or the other. If you're bitter on the inside, mara, bitter, poisonous, that's what you're going to give out. So you got to get all of that out. And it's by determining who your source is. When you're divided in your beliefs, sometimes you believe God. Sometimes the world has seems like it's better stuff. If you think that, that this has got the, you know, they've got the, the world has the best this. No, they really don't. And when you stop saying it, you stop empowering it. I'm telling you, it's a trick to get us to use our divine power to speak into existence that which we do not want. And when you do for the Father, you're about the Father, you only say what he says. I haven't heard him talk to me. Read his word out loud. You'll hear him talking to you. You will see what he wants you to see. It means you're going to have to stop pursuit of things for the sake of building a name for yourself. Don't try to make your name great. Don't try to make your business the best business ever. Don't try to make any of that. 
Instead, use your power to create what God wants to create because then you're establishing God's covenant, which means that there are many people that will be able to come out of the places of darkness and they'll be able to breathe. He is your breath. He is spirit. He is life. And life, he's the life-giving spirit. The life-giving spirit cannot give sickness. It can't carry it. It would be under two laws, Romans 8, 2. We would be under the law of sin and death and try to act like we're also under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that makes you free from the law of sin and death. Well, Jesus made it very plain. He said, no, I kingdom divided against itself will not stand. It will falter. It will fall. And so we cannot be of two kingdoms. You can only be of one. Only one. My recommendation is the, the kingdom of God. The posture is willingness and obedience. You're going to decide up front who is in charge, and that means you're going to decide up front what you're going to carry. You know, when I used to do, I used to do home parties years ago, and um, we had kits, business in a box. We had a kit. And so you could only, you know, you, you had to earn your extras because they gave you a very basic thing. And you were supposed to go to these places, you show your, what you have, and they try things on and so forth and you do your little party and then they get hostess gifts and bonus gifts and then you go back and try to build up your your uh, inventory so you can have things that people will want and then you build up extra so that you can sell things right there at the party and and have that as your takeaway money as well as so forth and so on so there are a lot of different things that were like that but um, one of the things that, that I learned very early on in that was I had to decide what kind of businesswoman I was going to be and I also had to decide what I was going to sell and what I wasn't. Because some of the stuff that was out there on the market, I was like, I don't sell that. I don't sell that. I don't sell that. And some of you are like, what did she sell? And others are like, oh, I remember we used to do that. So anyway, <laughs> but what I'm saying is I had to determine the standard by which I'm going to do this. And even though I didn't know I was born again, but, you know, I was very carnal in my actions. But I still, there were certain standards that God had put in us that it was like this we, we won't compromise on this now I, because i compromised a lot i didn't do well I, I did not walk in integrity in my finances the way i should have i did in other words i i did a lot of stuff that was not and that's why i'm saying you're going to have to take care of what god says to take care of and do it the way he said and when you make a mistake you go to him you get it fixed and you keep going you don't sit in a corner you don't cry you don't feel sorry for yourself you don't make yourself, you don't, you, you got to cut the drama out. Unless you're in theatrics, and even then it's still business that you're conducting. You got to take the drama out of your life. That means you have to stop running to and fro. You have to stop going against what Ephesians 4 tells us, where it says that the fivefold is for the equipping of the saints and for the work of the ministry and for the building up, the edifying of the body of Christ. And it also says that we no longer be these babies tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine i believe this oh now they change it so we believe this and then we believe this so in business this is what you got to do if you're going to do business you got to do this okay well that's out now it's passe okay so we're over here now and we're going to do this no you're going to stay steady on course with what god said and he does not change and so they'll tell you well you're old-fashioned because this is the trend now it's like i don't follow trends i create an established kingdom and that becomes something more than a trend it becomes lifestyle 
you see. And so we're serious about it, but you get to have so much fun when you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you find out people are buying this thing or people are, are wanting this thing or investing in this thing or whatever it happens to be. And you're learning all the different aspects of what it is you're called to do. You're building a ministry. That's what you're doing. You're establishing the kingdom of God and you're being a minister of the truth of the kingdom. You know, because if you look that up, it's not a preacher per se, but it's one that serves and serves others and does the works that are required to help lift other people up. And whatever kind of business you're in, whatever, however big the dream is, God will make it bigger and bigger and better and more impossible to you. And that's when the fun really begins. So those are the factors, I think. Um, your business identification is in him. It's what you're called to be, what he's called you to be. Uh, you're going to build within your metron. You're not going to be received by everywhere. So you go where you're sent, where the works of your hand are established. You also go not alone, but you go with someone. You go with the word of God and you go with whoever the Holy Spirit assigns to assist you as you assist them. So there's partners, even if you're not in doing the exact same business. You're going to Luke 2.49 where he said, don't you know, you must be about your father. That's what we're called to do. This is what separates us. And this word I wanted to get to uh, first. That's well. How much time do I have? Um, probably not much. Let's see. Uh, two minutes. Okay. So we're gonna finish this out. Um, let's look at Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which we talked about before. Where God said, "I know the plans that I have for you." But I want to look at First Thessalonians four, and let's just go there for a minute. Um, yeah, 1 Thessalonians 4. I'm going to use this Bible for this one. Different version. And let's look at verse um, 11. Okay. In King, New King James, it says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Now, really, the word that I'm interested in, I believe, is works. Let me look at this again. Um, he said, and you study to be quiet and to do your own business, um, to do your own business. And that's the word that I want to focus on and to work with your own hands as we've commanded you. Well, that word business, the Greek word for that is prosleep, pros or pros, yeah, proso, proso. And it means that you work your commitment. You got to be committed that you work the deeds that you were assigned to do. You do what is required. You keep your, you keep to what it is. You stay loyal. You stay steady. Um, perform repeatedly or habitually. Execute. Accomplish. Uh, collect the dues. You're gonna, you're going to have a certain requirements that are there, and so you're gonna be busy with what you have been assigned to do, and you're gonna carry on. The things we're about of the Father are the assignments that He has given. Whether He's given them to you in your life, in your craft, or your the, the skill set, even your marriage, there's an assignment. There's an assignment on you as an unmarried person, and then there's a combining of things, and there's a blessing. Oh, I can't wait to share some of that on another program with you. But there's an assignment that, that you are to fulfill, and each person brings in a part of something that's together. It's bigger than the two of them. It's bigger, and it's greater. It does, one does not nullify the other. One person does not marry and kowtow to the other, go, well, now I've married you, I'll carry your vision and I won't have one. You better fulfill your assignment. 
That's kind of like saying I married uh, a professor, and since he, he or she already graduated, I you know I'll just go by. No, you are still in school. You can't. <laughs> you don't have to graduate too. You have to finish your race. You have to finish your race, and and the relationships that we are in are to enhance the completion of something. If it's a stumbling block, you better ask God what to do. And then that's all my advice. I'm not saying anything else because I'm not going to try to qualify myself. All right. Um, so anyway, that's that word prosu. I'm going to do what you want. I'm posturing myself to be about the plans that you have. I'm not slothful in business. That's another one. That's Romans 12, 11. I'm not slothful or sl a sloth. I'm not a mess. I'm not tacky and all over the place and disorganized and habitually something that they can always count on me to a, a, a negative I, I, they're never late so I mean they're never on time so I, I don't have to worry about it or you know they never have their act together they're never you know we can show up late because they won't be ready you know it won't be this that is not the reputation that you are to have because that's not the way God operates see so it's getting all of these easy peasy lazy hazy, crazy stuff out of your life. Okay, so the word here in Romans 12, 11, not slothful in business, it means zeal, not slothful in, in zeal. Let's go there uh, real quick. And then I think we will wrap this up. So Romans 12, 11, is that what I said? Mm -hmm. Good, thank you. Keep me on track. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 12, verse 11, what he says here, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, ser uh, serving the Lord. And all of this here are the marks of your type of, uh, the type of business, the type of enterprise, the type of life that we are to exhibit. That we, and I don't mean put it on as a show. I mean, it's what they know about us when nobody's watching, when the camera's not on, when the mics are not on, when uh, nobody sees you. But you're still the same person. That's what I mean. I'm not kind because somebody's watching. I'm kind because his kindness comes out of me. I'm. You're not any of those things. It's. A, I don't love. I don't say I love you because I think a lot of people will like it on a social thing. I say I love you when nobody but the person can hear me. I say it. It to people when I, when they don't even hear me when I'm not even talking to you I'm still telling you that I love you that's what he's telling us to do I'm still gonna conduct business the way that he wants it conducted I'm not slothful I'm not a um, I'm not grievous I'm not I'm not idle I'm not trouble uh, causing trouble I'm, it does say I'm not tardy as well but I'm not backwards in the way that I am. I'm going to be like Jesus. Jesus away in the wilderness. Jesus going off someplace to pray. Jesus walking on the water. Jesus sitting in the temple watching in the marketplace. Same Jesus every single time. He didn't bring anything else because he's an original. He was not an actor. And that's mm. what we're saying. If you're in show business and you're reading a script, that's when you're the actor. But when you are... Uh, operating and conducting being about the father you are not an actor you are the original you are who he sent to do so in business here this word again this is a different word this word is uh, spood, spood and it means in diligence in care in haste 
being careful, being moving forward, moving with enthusiasm, moving, uh, applying earnestly that which he is, is saying. It's meaning that you are exhibiting Christ. You are being matured, being a son. This is the mindset and everything that is contrary to these descriptions. See, we give you the truth. And then as you see, if what you're doing doesn't measure up, you've been living a lie. Stop living a lie. You can do all things through Christ and in Christ and Christ in you. So you don't have to do it. You have to obey the instructions that he gives you. You see what I'm saying? It's not you deciding, oh, this is the way it's going to be because you may be wrong. Instead, find out he's going to tell you, I'm going to quote my mama, he's going to tell you what, tell it like it is. And you're going to do, do it like he said. And then you're going to get what he said and others are going to be blessed by it. So if we don't have any questions, I'm breathing and I'm finished for the night. I believe uh, next, uh, next Tuesday that um, it's quite possible that the apostle will be back and um, helming her program. If not, then I will be with us one more time. So, <laughs> but either way, uh, this program will continue. Please write your questions. Please contact us for tonight because it's coming through more than enough ministries. You go to that website, www.mteminc.org, mteminc.org, and put your questions out there because I think that what God has graced us with through Apostle Baker is huh, my. We want it. Every apostle that I've been privileged to meet, and I'm not going to name drop because I will leave somebody out. The caliber, the diligence by which the men and women of God that are at the forefront, pushing past things, they're facing all of the same type of stuff, but the prayers are going out one for another. Each of them seems to be assigned to pray for somebody and we're, they're walk, they walk us through. So do the prophets and so do the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. The body of Yeshua is not going under, honey. We are awakening, awakened, and rising like cream to the top. You hear me? Like gold, okay? The purity of God is coming forth. Do not be moved by what you see. Say what God wants said and change the world around you. We're going to receive, those of you that are giving, the tithes and offerings, it's all going to be done online tonight, unless Crystal, we just pass the bucket to each other or something. But um, for those of you that are of our house and those of you that are, uh, if you have a heart to give and you want to sow into it, I'm sure that the information is being posted online. And so you can follow those directions or follow the link and go ahead and do that. We're releasing the life of God, the blessing of God, the love of God, the power of God, the encouragement, the exhortation of God into your lives. We're saying that those that have been afflicted or those that have been diagnosed and told that they got this or that or the other, we're saying what we're sending you is the word of God that says that uh, that the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings and his beams, those rays of light, radiance of the kingdom of God and the truth and the healing power that comes from the forces of heaven and comes by way of the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus are moving into hospital rooms or radiating into cells, uh, cancer cells or any other kind of cell that is there and all of these things, cancer or 
this C-19 stuff or any other thing. They are names. And there is a name, according to Philippians, that is above every name. And that name is Jesus. And we release the power of the name of Jesus to cause every sickness, disease, malady, situation, scenario, and drama to bow. Because at his name, every knee, must, every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is Lord. So it bows. You must bow because it's written, because it's the principle, because it's the law first mentioned. You must bow. Sickness has to bow. Disease has to bow. Diagnoses have to bow. Oxygen levels uh, and, and the attacks against breath, it must bow. And that's the name of Jesus. You will rise up and be healed. We release resurrection power tonight we release the empowerment of the kingdom of god and what happens as i say what is being said is that there are intercessors all over the place whether they are hearing the sound of his voice coming through me by way of media or they're just catching it in the spirit but prayers are being lifted up for you or released down for you not lifted up Prayers are being released. Words, commands, decrees, declarations from the kingdom, from the highest place, from the from the pinnacle, from the from the right hand of the throne of God is being released into the earth and it will find you. It's got your name on it. It knows where you are. We're directing it north, south, east, west, hospital rooms, family rooms, uh, <laughs> through the media. Grief has to depart. Yes, there are some who's parents moved to heaven today or the anniversary of such and thing grief you've got to go you have no more use there's nothing else for you to do and your assignment is canceled be gone in the name of jesus bow to the name of jesus we release perfect love for torment and fear no more shame you need help you call for help let's get the help let's get it done let's face this stuff down as part of the body if you don't know jesus and you want to get into the body then either listen to the scriptures that are put there call us we will introduce you we will tell you what this is about in the kingdom that you've got somebody that is not just in your corner baby but he mm -hmm. is above you and in you and all around you and he will do the things for you i'm preaching myself happy here okay he'll do the things that you have need of so having said all that receive take it there's breath coming to you breathe in breathe in breathe in breathe in and let that ugliness be gone from you in the name of yeshua jesus and i speak to those cervix i speak to those pelvis pelvic areas those female areas i speak to emotions i speak to people that are feeling sad and and that when you wake up in the morning it won't be able to hover over you because the joy of the lord and the the sanctuary of the holy spirit will be with you i release love to you because i do love you and i release this on the authority of the apostle under whom i am raised up who is uh, my father in the faith as well as my mother and i release that love to you and the joy i don't laugh like she does but he that's the best i can do tonight <laughs> We got something to smile about. We have something to laugh about. We have something to be happy about. His name is Jesus. Thank you so much. On behalf of Apostle Dr. Baker, who really tells it like it is, I am her daughter and I am uh, uh, her son. And I'm Pastor Lindsay Lee of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. Thanking you so much for joining us tonight. Tune in tomorrow night. We do another one. It's called Kingdom Conversations from another place in my living room. We love you with God's astounding love, and he really is the God who's more than enough. Good night. Thank you so much.